Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. You know, I don't know what they're going to say publicly, but internally I would be looking at every channel and fielding every question. I mean, if you don't think you can re-sign them, which seems to be the narrative, now is it. I mean, the only way you change your franchise, if you're not going to re-sign Shohei Otani, you're going to get nothing in return. But if this team that you're trading him to potentially has the inside track to re-signing them or wanting to, then you're able to get more for this kind of player. We're talking five to six players for one guy. Off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. John Smoltz earlier today on ESPN Honolulu on what the Angels should do with Shohei Otani. Now that, well, he's hurt. Mike Trout's hurt. Anthony Rendon's hurt. Um, the Angels' three most important players are all out right now. Uh, Trout might be out six to eight weeks after a surgery with his uh, habit bone, mm. which is never quick to come back from. So let's start there um, because they are relevant. I don't care what anybody says. The fact that we're talking about the Los Angeles Angels means that this Shohei Otani stuff is relevant. And... The question of whether you should trade him or not has been has been there since the beginning of the year. But I think when you look at where they are, it's no longer a, a conversation of um, can you compete? How well do you know Shohei mm. is where the conversation goes now because um, the stakes are high. As you heard John Smoltz say, they could get five to six players for Shohei Otani. We're not talking about five to six minor leaguers. We're talking about five to six active roster guys, baseball players. Yep. Um, He's certainly worth at least two when you consider (laughs) all-star hitter and all-star pitcher at least, at least two, Um, you know, so you could get that or you could get absolutely nothing and watch him walk. So let me, let me set the the stage for you because I believe how they know Shohei will tell me what they do. Seven back in the West. They're in third place. They're behind the Rangers. They're behind the Astros. Um, And as we've mentioned, he's hurt. Rendon's hurt. Uh, Trout's hurt. Yeah. Wild card race. The Angels are four back in the last wild card spot. Put yourself in Artie Moreno and the Angels' shoes. What What are you doing here? Man. I... If I'm in his shoes, you know Trout will get better. Uh-huh. They are, as of right now, seven games behind the Texans in the AL West. Yeah. We are at the All-Star break. I don't think this season is quite a wash yet. So you're staying with it. I am thinking about... Shohei Otani through the lens of we have a once in a lifetime player on our hands right now. Mm -hmm. I would almost be interested to trade Mike Trout. Whoa! Whoa! To free up money to keep Otani on the team. Okay. I think he is that important, which I love Trout. I think. Trout is a phenomenal face for American baseball, Mm -hmm. but the global impact of a guy like Shohei Otani is 
earth-shattering. I mean, it, it really is. He, he, in the next couple of years, could be the needle for baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he already, to me, kind of is. Um, you, you, you continue to throw him out there, uh, and he keeps blasting, you know, 40 home run seasons left and right and is in the Cy Young conversation left and right. I mean, it's why would you not stake the future of your franchise behind a guy like that with or without rings? I, I think the Angels need to find a way to keep him on their team as best as humanly possible. This would be easy if you could trade Mike Trout. That would mm. be easy. Yep. Thing is, his 12-year contract is entirely guaranteed. He's not going to be a free agent until 2031. And on, I mean, what, $426.5 million over 12 years. So you do the math, that's... A little under forty mil a year, I think probably closer to thirty-eight ish. And his, um, you know, he's had injuries here and there. Who hasn't? Who's going to make a trade for a guy who is going into because he's going to be a free agent going into the twenty thirty-one season? So who's going to make a trade for a guy who's got twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty? Mm. Seven years left on a contract. 30 plus million dollars each. I mean, I'm with you. If if I could do it, I would. Because he's worth it. Yes. And I think a lot of teams would love to have Mike Trout. But to me, the the, the needle's here. You gotta know Shohei. I mean, I, I hope management's done enough to know how happy he is, how unhappy he is, to take a chance on keeping him. But the other question I think lies in the front office and their goals. If you're going to keep him and hope that you have him, um, you, you know, beyond free agency and, and he, and he resigns, you have to have the belief that you can win at least two championships in five years. Mm. And I see the angels more like Portland. The difference is, um, well, there actually really aren't very many differences except for the fact that the Angels have two stars and Portland's had one. Um, Portland prior had C.J. McCollum you know, with Damian Lillard, and that did not last, but that was a good one-two pairing. They got to the playoffs together. Um, Trout and, and Shohei aren't even getting to the playoffs together. I know. And so understanding that it is going to be hard to even win one championship over the next five years, um, I feel like you have to trade him. Mm. And, you know, what's what's really hard about it is, and I'm sorry, Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith was on first take earlier today and basically said, um, you know, the, the Los Angeles Angels are, um, no one cares. No one cares about them. They're not interesting. They're not relevant. And he, and he couldn't be more wrong. But they will be uninteresting and irrelevant if you trade him. And that is that is the, you know, an, an unfortunate risk of making a move like that because you kind of know what's going to happen. You are darned if you do and you're darned if you don't. Yeah. You keep him, you might lose him and get nothing for the sake of being relevant. Not even for being a winner. It's for the sake of being relevant. You trade him, maybe you get five to six guys Maybe there's an opportunity to build the farm system, and maybe you have an opportunity to remain relevant 
um, through a different channel of winning than with him. It's hard. It pains me to say it, but I think the Angels need to move on from Shohei Otani, and I think they're going to need to do that here uh, in the next couple of weeks before the trade deadline wraps up. What do you think would earn more revenue for a franchise like the Angels? A World Series run or five years more with Shohei Otani on your roster? Probably five more years with, with Shohei on your roster. I agree. I mean, and that's the hard thing, right? I know. I mean, that, all those sponsorships of all those global companies. That's right. That's hard because I, I think I know exactly where you're going. You're looking at being profitable and the, the profitability over the success. You've got MJ on your team. Yeah, but at least in, in Chicago, they they surrounded MJ with and a little bit more MJ than just started Mike winning. Trout. But, yeah, hmm. It's it's hard because you can win a title without Shohei Otani and being on the West Coast still feel like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. But the goal should always be like the, the goal should always be to win a title. Always, right? Um And think- Shohei's prowess only grows as far as his ability to win. Uh-huh. Take someone like Ken Griffey Jr. Unquestionably, we were talking about this uh, just a couple of days ago. Unquestionably, the player of the 90s. No doubt. Unfortunately, no rings. Mm-hmm. He, but loyal. Loyal. And, hey, very few people will have something negative to say about Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. With that being said, had he found his way into a ring or two, we'd be talking about him being one of the best players of all time. You're probably right. That's just the way that it goes. So... We haven't heard thus far from Shohei if he is demanding a trade or anything like and that. I don't think we will. He's dude's classy as classy gets. Mm-hmm. I, I think the difference, I, and I have a hard time comparing. And I don't, I don't know that you're trying to, but I can't compare Griffey to Shohei because Shohei's ability to pitch and hit totally. puts him in a in a class of his own. I, I more was just saying along the lines of you have really talented people, and then you have conversation of like the best to ever do it Mm -hmm. and Shohei with his skill set is already in that conversation or on that road if you will towards something like that and if you throw a ring or two in there and he's able to do just marginally what he's already been able to do if he's able to do that for the next decade I mean that, that that's impressive you throw a couple more rings in there he's in that conversation to me I think if the Angels, the only way if you're the Angels, you show the value in him is you don't wait till the offseason to make something happen. If you want to keep him, um, I think you need to talk to his agent and work out something now. Mm. Um, you know, don't take the risk of the offseason coming around. He tests free agency. The Yankees throw out like eight hundred million dollars that nobody can match. Like you, you gotta, you gotta put the framework of a deal together now. I think the other thing that you risk is let's say um, you mishandle Otani's situation. You're Mike Trout. You've spent all this money. You're, you're not an L.A. guy. Mike Trout's a Philly guy. Um, That's true. You've, he's a big Eagles fan. You, you spend all this money on on him. Otani is not is not getting his value yet. He's still on a, on a very economical contract, uh, but he's going to be big worth time. a lot more later. They, they are winning... Hand over fist. Yes. With that situation they right are. now. They are. 
and they know it's going to come to a head here, you know, before they know it. If if you lose Otani, it would not shock me if if Trout wants out. Mm. So that's the other thing I think you risk. I, I think you risk potentially blowing up the whole thing. If you, Trout is your leader, Otani's your star, Trout's your leader. They both have nothing to show for being in Los Angeles except for star power yep. and injuries. And Trout being a consummate professional yeah. in the fact that he's not drama, very good with the fans, good with the kids, um, well-spoken and loyal to his team. Yeah. And multiple MVPs. What, what else could you do if you're him? There's not much. Right? There's yeah. not much. I mean, I, I think I could see him wanting out if the Angels show um, that they don't have the right movement going on being competitive. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he loves L.A. and he loves being in Anaheim. Uh, I'm also sure he wants to win something at some point. You do not want another Trailblazers situation right here Yeah, with I, two Damian Lillards. And I think that's the comparison I think we were talking about earlier. I think that's the comparison you potentially run into, that um, you now force the hand of a consummate pro to say, I think I'm, I'm done waiting, and, I'm, and I think I'm done going through the ebbs and flows of a badly run franchise, you know. Money's great, but let me out, and I think I deserve an opportunity to win. And I think that's that's where Trout's situation is, and I think Otani is just star power in general where you just you just can't afford him unless you do something to be able to afford him. But, um, you know, we, we're not going to see him in the home run derby, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the home run derby uh, bracket, which came out earlier. We'll talk about it a little bit because I know there's a guy you're, you're super excited to Big see time. in the home run derby. Uh, and, you know, whether even if he, you know, let, let's say Otani were healthy, um, you know, and it looks like he's not going to pitch um, because they already have him slated to pitch, I think, the Friday after the All-Star game. So it's doubtful. He's unlikely to pitch, they say, and it's doubtful he'll even be at the All-Star game. He is the projected uh, starting DH. Mm-hmm for the all-star team but uh, you know a lot a lot riding here in the next couple of weeks absolutely we'll talk about that home run derby the brackets out and uh, our guys to watch in the uh, home run derby coming up here in just a couple of minutes what would you do with uh, Shohei Otani if you are Artie Moreno if you are the front office of that team uh, what's more important to you the money you're getting around the world for Shohei mm. or taking a risk on getting nothing. Is it the money? Is it the championships? Is, what What is it to you that would make you, uh, make you make a decision on Shohei Otani? You can text in our Zephyr Insurance text line is at 808-296-1420. You can call us at 808-296-1420. It's off the bench here on this Wednesday. It's ESPN Honolulu. Sports Center update in less than 10 minutes. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Hunter Hughes, Josh Pacheco, we were talking about uh, Shohei Otani and what the Angels should do because, you know, he's hurt. And it seems like every important player for the uh, Los Angeles Angels is hurt. Uh, and as we go into the All-Star break uh, next week, it, it does lead to the question of, well, are, what are you thinking about with the trade deadline now several weeks away? 
Uh, so we asked you, what would you do and what's more important to you? Uh, when it comes to the Angels, is is winning more important? Is bringing in a lot of global money more important? What what is the most important thing for your franchise? Mm. Uh, texter for the three four eight via our Zephyr Insurance text line says, "Remember this: the Red Sox sold Babe Ruth to the Yankees in 1919. Didn't work out too well for Boston. No, because we definitely know Babe Ruth is a Yankee and uh, and all that he accomplished there. In fact, uh, Boston lived that down for a long time, or didn't live that down for a long time, I should say, with mm-hmm. the Ruth curse. That's right. Uh, that was a big part of why they thought they could never get it done was getting rid of Babe Ruth, and that set them back for forever. The Ruth curse, Buckner, remember that? Of course. Yeah. Do we need to say more? Probably not. But let me, I don't, I don't know if, the, if I really got the answer from you. What's more important? Is it more important to be profitable? Is it more important to find a way to put together a team to win a title? In, in the Angels' case, not in general, yeah. not, not in your perfect world as a GM, in the yep. Angels' situation. To me, winning is paramount. Yeah. To me, that's, if I could quote Herm Edwards, that's why you play the game. You play to win the game. Play yeah. to win the game. Um, that's why we go out there every day. I love how Tiger Woods used to say, I don't enter a tournament unless I intend on winning. It's the point of putting on the uniform. We're going out there to win. Unfortunately, Josh, we live in a world where, I guess it's fortunate too. <laughs> Depends what side that's of it right. you're on. Sports are very profitable. Yes. And... Just being around can make a whole lot of money. Yes. Especially when you have a rainbow-colored unicorn, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that you bring out front and everyone can look at, and no one else has it, essentially. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you have something that no one else can claim that they have, you are in the driver's seat. By the way, how did this unicorn thing start? I don't know. I'm, I'm late to the party on on everybody calling people unicorns. Well, I mean, unique. Oh, unique unicorn, that, that, unicorn. It's <sighs> yeah. Don't get me started. At least I didn't say Glizzy. <laughs> oh, I did. Mm. We, anyway, we love poking Josh's buttons here on Off the Bench. Anyway, yeah, it depends. I mean, it depends. I mean that quote-unquote unicorn um, can make you a whole bunch of money. It could also win you a ring. In some instances, you can have both. But it, it based on market, market size, salary cap, non-salary cap, um, MLB is not a salary cap sport, but a luxury tax sport. Um, it doesn't always go hand-in-hand. Hand. Mm. I, I am sure the Angels... Love the profitability. I am sure of it. Uh, I think the problem is that they have not been in a position realistically since what they played the Giants in the uh, in the World Series way back when when Barry Bonds was playing. Mm. They have not been in a situation in a in a long time, and they've gone through several managers since. Uh, you know, after uh, you know, they let their longtime manager go, and then they've gone. I think through Brad Osmus and and at least one other. That um, you know they they're not close. So you know you hope that the draft brings you another one of those. You hope that you can maybe win to bring in some of that money in a in a crowded atmosphere. I I I feel like that's uh, the way to do it. One thing we know is we would love to see Shohei Otani in the home run derby. 
That's not going to happen. We'll have the Home Run Derby Monday here on ESPN Honolulu. Coverage begins at 2 p.m. Um, all eight members of the Home Run Derby are in. They go bracket style once again, so it's not AL and NL like in years past. Give me the guy you are most interested in watching um, at T-Mobile Park on Monday. Besides Mookie Betts, I'm going to probably go with Adley Rushman. Okay, from the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Uh, switch hitting catcher, which that already just gets me excited. <laughs> um, you, that, that is so rare. You, you, you hardly ever get switch hitting catchers anymore. Um, I'm curious to see which side of the plate. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now on which side of the plate he has more home runs at. I want to believe, well, there's there's that, but I think it's also playing to the ballpark, too. Mm-hmm. Not watching uh, T-Mobile Park enough, it, it always feels like more home runs go out to left. Okay. So he if should, he hits he from should the right hit side, then, then he should hit righty. Okay. Now, he's the eighth seed in the, uh, in the home run derby. Luis Robert Jr., who announced his candidacy today, uh, is the number one seed. Hey. And he's from the White Sox. Adley, I've got two words for you. The Lakers, eight seed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Lakers were seven, so I think it would be Miami. Ah, my fault. I see. I I see the attempt. I, Miami I, Heat. I, yeah, there you go. There There's you go. two words for yeah, you. You've uh, you've you've got it back. Uh, I'll give you Pete Alonso. Uh, oh. I'll give you the polar bear who who announced it. Uh, back on Sunday on Sunday Night Baseball that he is going to be a part of the home run derby. Maybe the second most exciting home run hitter in this event, but probably the favorite to me. Um, is Schwarber in fa- it? No, no Schwarber. Oh. Uh, second favorite to Vlad Jr., mm. who's uh, who's who's going to be in it. So. Now, Alonzo has at least one. Has he won it twice already? I think he's only got one. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so he's the number two seed. I, I like his chances. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He's won two. Yeah, I thought so. Back to back, 20, uh, 2019 and 2021. Nice. I beg your pardon. Um, and he's the all-time leader in hitting home runs in the home run derby. So that's he's, pretty cool. He's the guy I'm watching. Uh, Sports Center on the other side of this. It's off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. We'll get back to uh, Trout Otani. Angels coming up a little bit later on in the program. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Back from the uh, Independence Day holiday, it was busy. It was uh, really busy yesterday. What did what did you guys do? Well, we were we were apparently uh, in the evening. We were in the same neighborhood, right by each other. Yeah, we didn't even know it. Yeah. So well, what what did you guys do? Um, we went over to. Uh, Kailua yesterday we've got a good friend who has a house uh, it's his uh, it's his parents place actually over uh, right by the Kailua um, police station actually okay. kind of right there safe place to be it's especially <laughs> yesterday <laughs> yeah they were everywhere yeah um, and uh, right before then though uh, whenever the the boys get together we we end up finding ourselves in just Fun, interesting situations. Okay. Uh, we went to the Marine base just for a minute because my friend Nick is uh, um, a, a former um, member of the Navy. And Thank that, you, Nick. Yep. Thank you, Nick, for your service. We love you, bro. Uh, while we were over there, we found a home gym, a Marcy 6, um, six Activity Steel Home Gym. 
That where some, you, and where did you find this? It was on some the edge of someone's driveway. <laughs> oh, great. So they, they were leaving it out there to be bulk heap dumped. Uh-huh. And Nick kind of screeched to a stop and was like, you think we could put that in my truck? <laughs> I've been looking for one of those. And we go over and inspect it. And the thing needs a lot of work. Let me just put okay. it that way. I okay. mean, it is rust-covered. Uh, it, it, it's almost at Aloha Stadium level oh. in terms of rust. Okay. But paint Nick, can fix that. It was, uh, th- that's right. I think there already was a coat of paint on it trying to cover it. Oh. Um, but it was love at first sight for Nick and just happened that three of us were in the car. So it was Nick, it was me, and my friend Grant McCartney, who we had on the show that's right. last week. American Ninja Warrior. Um, and all three of us were like, okay. I think we can lift it into the car. It's not a question of how heavy it is. It's just, will it fit? <laughs> and we had to get real funky and real creative with it. And to give y- you folks a, at home a, a picture, this thing is like nine feet tall Yeah. on the ground. So when it's up in the truck bed, it's like, th- I don't know, 14 feet tall. It looks like you're carrying a pipe statue. Yeah, it looked like we kept saying it looked like we could have been in the Kailua parade whenever <laughs> yeah. we got it up into the truck. And uh, we, this was not planned. So the only thing we had to tie it down with was a surf leash. Oh, wow. We had uh, it had to have been over 300 pounds home gym made out of steel sitting in the back of my buddy's pickup truck. And we had it tied down with a surf leash driving around the Marine base. That was my 4th of July. Now, but, did you make it? to his place with it tied we down. We did. We made it. You made it. We made it. It did not come crashing down on uh, <laughs> on Cam Highway, but hey, it was, it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, Kamehameha Highway uh, safe, and you did not That's right. An That's right. Thank God. Um, and then uh, you were able to find your way to, uh, to, Kailua, to Beach. Kailua Beach. Yeah, last night, and uh, the fireworks were going off. I know you guys had a good time watching those. Yeah. Um, so we made it out there, too. Uh, we just didn't know we were in the same place. We were probably separated by by several hundred yards. We got out there. They This is the first time they had the uh, fireworks show since the pandemic. And then they had the parade in the morning. First time they had that since the pandemic. Hmm. Um, so it was a lot of firsts. And, and Kailua was packed. And you could kind of tell, too, because earlier in the day, you know, we we were kind of checking out okay where we're going to go for fireworks and normally Ala Moana has fireworks they didn't have fireworks this year Waikiki um, unless there was somebody popping off stuff that wasn't supposed to did not have a fireworks show so we were at Ala Moana it was maybe about like four in the afternoon we got out we were kind of running some errands and we're having some fun over there we we get out to the parking lot it's like four something in the afternoon it it is not busy mm. it's it's empty there aren't there usually you would think for a day like that everybody's parking there yep um and i'm not advocating for this so all of Moana folks don't take this that way um parking there and then walking over to to the beach park yeah technically you're not supposed to um but it's like wow nobody's parked near my car hmm. this is nice that was not the plan though um so yeah we went out to kailua and uh made good time like we got there maybe it was like just after five they had the shuttles which take you from the shopping center that has uh longs and and whole foods to not completely to the beach but to the shopping center 
uh, that, that little strip mall before it that has um, uh, what, what was that the pizza place that has like a surf store or clothing apparel? Like oh San yeah, Lorenzo or something like uh-huh. that. And then they have the stop there, an and island, you, island snow, right? Th- there you go. Yep. Yeah, and then you and then you walk down because there's yep. that access point right um, right next to that, right by that deli, that market. Yeah. Yep. And it was perfect. Like we got there, the the shuttle started at four thirty, and there weren't a lot of people, so we got down there pretty fast. Was surprised that we got a spot, and we got there. We got our spot probably by like six ish, six six fifteen ish, and then just like plopped there. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was a good show. It was. Um, you, we were talking earlier. We we had like a little um, special like prep meeting this morning, which is actually kind of makeshift because we were actually supposed to interview Coa uh, Viernes, who's part of the uh, Power Slap card on Friday. Mm-hmm. No showed. So uh, yeah. uh, it ended up being two guys watching Wimbledon and prepping for the show. Yeah. And we were kind of thinking the same thing. And if you were at the Kailua fireworks show, you you might have seen this too. So the fireworks are going off. And it's a, it's a great show. It's a 10-11 minute show. Yep. Mia. Solid like five minute finale. Yeah, and and there was some cool stuff I hadn't seen before, but there was a point, and I don't remember where it was, and, and you saw it too. That, that some of the fireworks were going off really low, like yeah. really low to the water where the the barge was or the boat was that had the fireworks, and I was like, ooh, that that I don't know that that came out right, and it looked like there might have been a mini fire. On the boat, it it appeared from from our view on shore. Now, how far were you from the boat? Would you? Um. So, I mean, let's say from from the water, we were probably about uh, twenty thirty yards from the water. Okay, I'm, I'm terrible with distance. And then looking out, I mean, you're probably a couple football fields, several hundred yards from okay. the boat. Yeah, from the, to the right of the boat, looking from, from okay. land. Um. We were right in front of the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beach access that was right by my buddy's house ended up spitting us out onto the beach right in front of the boat. Okay. And so we were maybe, I don't know, 15 yards in front of the water, and then from the water to the boat might have been 100 yards, maybe. Wow. So we were close. To your point, there was a fire on that boat. It looked like it, didn't it? Yes. To which... It wasn't just us. There were countless people going, are there people on that boat? Uh-huh. Okay, so it, it wasn't just us who noticed it. No. There, there was serious flames, serious smoke, and yet the show goes on. Yeah, I was surprised. I was too. And we, I kept looking through the ruckus to see somebody move, uh see someone run around or jump off the boat potentially. And then there was kind of a jet ski floating by mm-hmm. near that as well. Um, and that if there was someone on the boat, do you have an oxygen mask on? Cause there is so much smoke. Yeah. If you're in that environment, you can't breathe. And that smoke, well, that smoke was blowing inland too. It right? was. Yeah. Cause the, uh, the wind was on shore. Right. But, uh, yeah, I was like, man, this is, Something's not right over there, but luckily none of the fireworks landed on shore. Yeah, and I was surprised because yeah, it it kept going. I, I I turned to my wife and I was like, "Does that not look like uh, uh there might be a fire there?" She said, oh, "It's probably you know all all automated, so probably no one's on board." That that was her thought. You know, just technology in twenty twenty three with fireworks. 
but you know when you said that too i was reminded of of a shirt one of the volunteers was wearing when we got off the uh, the shuttle at that um uh, that little strip mall right right yeah. next to the market. Um, one of the volunteers uh, had a you know fireworks volunteer on the back of the shirt said, uh, "If I run, you run." <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know why I paid attention to that. That's funny. Um, turned out everything everything was fine, but yeah, I I hadn't heard anything about that since. Um, but yeah, I, I I took video of maybe like the first minute of the fireworks. It's on, that might it's on my be one of the few public um events anything involving fireworks those are the public events where the firework uh setter offers if you will that the operators of the fireworks yeah have more authority than the police you're you're probably right like you you whatever that guy is saying you listen to him first yes if he says there's a problem you listen to him not not the fireman, not the police officer, not your buddy's dad who says he's a pharmacist. The fireworks guy is in charge. Mm-hmm. Yep. I there have been fireworks issues before, but nothing like. I mean, I I remember one year, nothing like you know, like a fire on a boat or anything. Um, one year, so back in in my old life, uh, in back Hilo, in my so, day, you know, my Fourth of July tradition was always two things. It was one, we, we did a parade in Volcano, the 4th of July Independence Parade. It was like at 9 a.m., uh, going through that small town all the way to Cooper Center. And then at night, we um, the Hawaii County Band would do a concert at the bandstand. And usually, and it rarely ever works this way, we play um, 1812 Overture. And it, it has the sound of, like, cannons. Mm. And so it's supposed to... It's supposed to be set in motion with the fireworks. So the fireworks display goes off um, at 8 o'clock, and we're supposed to be playing that part of that song right around 8 o'clock. Gotcha. And so it's supposed to sink. And I remember one year, and I don't remember if it was 2015 maybe. I, it could have been. We're waiting. <laughs> like we're, like we're, we're sitting there. We're waiting, and there's no fireworks. And we're all kind of looking at each other. Somebody I knew from the county comes over to me and says, hey, go tell your boss. Fireworks aren't going to start at 8 o'clock. And I don't remember if there was like a mechanical issue or, or something that had gone wrong or some some error, but it wasn't going to start at 8 o'clock. And yet all these people that are around you in this bandstand um, just sitting there. And we've stopped our concert because we have nothing else to play. <laughs> We're waiting for that to kind of give us an idea of when it's going to go so we can start playing and it was just boring as heck and ultimately you, you, you it had went some off. dead air we did we did have some dead air and ultimately ended up going off and it was like a really short show and it was really disappointing you know it would have been nice what if you played the final countdown oh we don't have sheet music for the final countdown da, 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 da. And uh, it would have been really expensive mm. for sheet work, uh, sheet music to the final countdown. Yeah. Um, I have one complaint. Just one. You know, one of the things about fireworks shows, and you know it, you're, you're going somewhere, you know it's going to be busy. Mm. You, you know it's going to be packed, and you're going for the show. And if you're going to go to Kailua Beach to enjoy the show, then you know what? Enjoy the show. Um. There was a family behind us 
as the show is going on, and they're talking about leaving. <laughs> like, well, let's let's leave before the let's start packing up our stuff, and before the show ends, let's leave. We could just watch it on the way out. Oh. Like, first off, were there kids there? Um, I mean, I don't know if they had kids, but I mean, there were kids around. There were some kids that were they were enjoying themselves. Of course, you know it's the fireworks. Like, oh, it's loud! It's really loud, and you know they're kids. I don't care. You know they're they're out there. They're having a good time, and if they're they're making noise, they're they're kids. They don't know any better. No big deal. If you're one of, if you're one of those people that feels like when they go to a fireworks show, they need to leave before it ends, so they can get to their car. You shouldn't have gone. I'm sorry. Don't go. Part of it is the etiquette. You're going to be getting up. You're going to be grabbing your blanket. You're going to be grabbing your towel. You're going to be grabbing your food. And you're going to be standing up in front of someone who's got their camera phone out. They're videoing or, or taking photos. And you're going to get up in front of them. And you're going to be rude because everybody's trying to watch the show. And you're getting up because you want to beat traffic. Really? You want to beat traffic. So why did you go? Are you against people who leave to beat traffic in sports in, games? Um, if if the game stinks, I'm not against it. Okay. Um, it's like, it, you know... My dad was a king of that. Oh, really? King of that. But it's also, there were always five kids involved. And, and that's where, you know, I, I can separate that a little bit. Yeah. I can understand that. But to me, if you go for a fireworks show, stay for the whole thing. Yeah. You know, the finale is the best part. Yeah. I want to be sitting down watching the finale, not walking away from the beach as the finale is going on at my back. Because mm. that doesn't seem fun. You remember how when we had Grant on the show last week, he talked about how he had this list of things that he wanted to do. Yeah. I think on my list, eventually I want to buy a whole mess of fireworks and light them off at one time. I hope they are legal fireworks. I mean... They don't have to be. Well, they need to be here. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying whenever this happens, I just want to light off a bunch of them. Okay. And in my mind, no one gets caught. <laughs> no one gets hurt. Well, It's just good, clean American fun. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. There was a guy on our drive home. Um, I don't know what, what that elementary school is. I, oh, gosh. Coming back. Okay. Um, you take the Waimanalo way back, yep. um, and you turn in. There's that school. Um, By Enchanted Lake? Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. And there's a bunch. There's a skate park, and there's a bunch of tennis courts that people play pickleball on on the weekends. Oh, yeah. It's closer to Hawaii Kai. It's, right, it's, it's maybe a couple minutes from the, post, uh, from the post office. Oh, okay. So we're driving by. I think, that's, this is, I think that is not – oh, on the backside of Cocoa Head? Yes. Yeah. I, I know what school you're talking about, okay. right by the skate park. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Public park. Two bozos. Oh, boy. Decide they're going to go to a public park. Big open space out there, though. Yes. It's a big field. And set off illegals at a public park. Now, I'm not condoning blowing off any illegals. Um, I think the majority of people do that at home. Mm. But you're doing that at a public park where you know there's going to be a lot of enforcement and you have nothing shielding you from anything. You are out there in the open at a public bleeping park. It's like the video game GTA. 
immediately yes. two stars. Yes. And, you know, it's funny because I, we I was commenting on that, and, like, a minute later, I see, oh, yeah. I see a police car start rushing past me uh, on that bridge heading that area, and I'm thinking, yeah, those two are getting theirs. Yes, but at the same time, it depends on the commitment of said cop. <laughs> if he decides to hop the curb and then take what kind of a car was it a car or was it the uh it's the SUV oh then he could definitely hop the curb and go into that field if he wanted to yeah and and the thing is it wasn't far in it was maybe like 30 feet from the sidewalk yeah they they better start running up the hill yeah if. that was that was not smart on their part <laughs> uh you can get in touch with us our text lines at 808-296-1420 it's off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu Off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Great to have you in. Uh, coming up at the top of the next hour, uh, I'm going to ask Hunter Hughes to rate his level of excitement on Victor Webanyama's summer league debut. Ooh. I mean, do the Spurs really need him? They just beat the Lakers in the California Classic Summer League, which is uh, playing right now on ESPN 109.99. That game just wrapping up. Um, so I will get your rating level on... Um, level of excitement for a summer league game uh, coming up here in just a little bit. By the way, finishing off on um, on 4th of July. So, uh, got home. Capital 4th is on. Uh, Chicago, one of my favorite groups. Got to see them in concert. Oh, awesome. Um, in Waikolo a long time ago. I grew up on Chicago. Did you really? Yeah. The hard, band? Hard to say I'm sorry. Yeah. They, yep. played, they played 25 or 6 to 4. Mm-hmm. With fireworks synced to it in the background in Washington, You're D.C. You're the inspiration. There you go. That's one. That's mm-hmm. one. That was that was awesome. a banger. That was so awesome. That, That's cool. That was that was cool to watch when I got home. But you know, of course, the other thing is um, you know the the eating contest, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Yeah. Which almost did not happen. Yeah. In the men's torrential downpour, right? Yeah. There was initial report that it was canceled. And then allegedly, um, they waited a couple of hours after saying it was canceled because yeah. it was protocol, and they're like, "Forget it, we're just doing this." Yep, and, and they did. And apparently, Joey Chestnut went in the back and told everybody, "We're doing this bleeper." Yes, um, Miki Sudo, by the way, won again on the women's side. Uh, and yes, Joey Chestnut won on his end. We should have taken the under, by the way. He only ate sixty-two. That's right. Which which shows um, his performance in the rain. Um, he is affected by the rain. It is, I guess, is harder to eat hot dogs and soak buns when it is raining. Ugh. I take issue with this tweet, however. Uh, it is um, from a uh, sports business writer, Joe Pompliano. This tweet says, and I, I and says this: the most dominant athlete of all time. In regards to Joey Chestnut. Oh, boy. Trying to give the stats. 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Season won the event 16 out of the last 17 years. 18,414 calories. 1,129 total fat. 1,488 carbs. 682 uh, grams of protein. Most dominant athlete of all time. No. No. There is no athleticism in eating hot dogs. There may be some athleticism in making sure that your body does not look like you've eaten 
18,414 calories in 10 minutes and winning other eating competitions. But athlete, no. And anybody who wants to give the uh, the perspective that there is athleticism in this um, is, only, is probably sponsored by Nathan's, frankly, yeah. because it makes no sense to me. Um, also, that's a disrespect to other dominant athletes. Yes. Sorry. Not sorry. No. Tiger in his prime. Come on. Yeah. Gretzky. I don't want to discount. Phelps. Yeah. I don't want to discount what he does. There's certainly something cool for what he does. Um, but athletes, not one of those things. Uh, Sports Center on the way. Look at traffic as well. Those Hunter Hughes are the words of Draymond Green. Draymond Green at the uh, Paul George podcast talking about the expectations on Victor Webinyama and uh, basically saying those expectations of him being an all-star in year one are absurd. Um, that it is hard to be an all-star and that uh, it, it, I, he doesn't think it could be done in year one. I actually think it could. I think it can be done. I do appreciate Draymond's statements, though, on behalf of of Wembeyama mm-hmm. to take a little bit of the pressure off. Right. There's no need to put unnecessary pressure on a brand new rookie. Let him come in and get his feet wet a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if he necessarily meant for that towards Wembeyama, but you and I both know there's nothing fair about the All-Star game. No. They will put people in there just to boost ratings. Well, I mean, well, technically, the fans have a vote. Um, the players have a vote. Um, and we've, I think, we've never called a revote or seen polling stations for that. So that's that's why they have it online. That's right. I I, I could see him getting in, but I I also see see the, the, what's going to make this um, really interesting is how much San Antonio gets national TV time. Uh, I think that will make a lot of difference on whether Wembenyama is an all-star or not. If he gets, if, if he and the Spurs get a lot of national TV time and he happens to play well on national TV, he'll get in. Guarantee you that he will be one of those guys that is picked. Because remember, we still have the, um, the, the two captains that pick their teams mm. of the eligible all-stars. That's right. Someone will pick him. Oh, captain, my captain. Yes, um, and so I, be- I believe he plays, um, and, and I believe he has a successful first year. Now, I think we should also mention that being an all-star does not say anything in year one about your career trajectory. Um, it just says you performed at a level that nationally people talk about, mm. and your numbers are good, and in what you do with those numbers – um, you are successful. Like, you know, it's it's not just, oh, he put up twenty five a game and he hit a bunch of mid range jumpers. It's that he put up twenty five a game and he had some some sizzling highlight dunks, knocked down a couple of threes, made some really standout defensive plays, and you know, garnered some national attention that way. Hmm. Uh other than that, eh, eh, you know, I if if he's not seen, he's not there. Hmm. But I've gotta believe if the NBA made sure that Wembenyama was noticed, 
before he even played an NBA game, and he was their social media you know, darling, that you'll see a bunch of him the first half of the year on national TV, whether it is on NBA TV or ESPN gets a bunch of his games or TNT showcases a couple. You'll see a lot of, of Wembenyama, I think, in the first half of the year. I, my only my only worry for that guy is just how skinny he is. Mm-hmm. I, I would – ah, man, I, I, I hate that I'm even thinking about this, but I almost feel like uh, a tweak or, you know, a – uh, something is almost inevitable with that body type. Mm. I'm genuinely a little concerned for him right there. But it doesn't mean that you don't play. Yeah. So I might be delightfully surprised there. But similar to that uh, Chet Holmgren kid, mm-hmm. really tall, really skinny, kind of frail. He he went out in uh, a summer league game last year. That's right. I think it was even a charity event. I think he got hurt in a charity game. You might be right. Yeah, I don't think it was actually an NBA Summer League event. It was something else, and he lost his whole first season. So with, with a guy like Wemby, he needs to put on some uh, some San Antonio fat to uh, to be able to withstand the whole season, if you ask me. Chet actually uh, spoke earlier today at uh, the press conference. Of course, they're playing Summer League. I think Oklahoma City's in Salt Lake City. Uh, for the okay. Salt Lake Summer League. Yeah, three different Summer Leagues going on. You've got the uh, Sacramento one, which is the California Classic. You have the uh, Salt Lake Hoops one, which is in Utah. And then you've got Vegas's one, which kicks off on Friday. Um, and to be clear, uh, I believe San, An- San Antonio is in the uh, California Classic uh, there at uh, the Golden One Center. So, because uh, we just watched San Antonio and the Lakers play there. So I believe um, that's where they'll be at. But. Uh, yeah, Chet Holmgren said his injury's good, so so he's fine, um, and he'll be good to go. Now, with that said, um, Victor Wembenyama's debut uh, in the NBA Summer League is on Friday. Uh, that's going to be on ESPN Television coming up on Friday. They're they're throwing everything out for that. So, on a scale of one to ten, your excitement level for watching, um, you know. Bendy Wemby. What did yeah. I what did I call him? It wasn't that. It was uh I forget it. I, I totally forgot his nickname. Um what is your excitement level on watching Victor Wembenyama's debut? Um I'm gonna put my excitement on maybe like a five or a six out of ten, mm-hmm. but my curiosity is more like an eight. Okay. Okay. I'm very curious to watch how this guy plays here to see if his game translates from what we saw over in Europe, which was nothing short of dominance, to see if he's able to do that over here. Now, again, not going to get quite the same um, chunk of data in NBA Summer League is what you're going to get in actual NBA season, but it's... It's something, and it's over here. So I'm more curious, Josh, than I guess I'm excited. By the way, I should say uh, Hornets and Spurs is in Vegas, uh, part of the NBA 2K24 Summer League. So they, they're they're playing a few games in, in Sacramento. They'll, everybody will go to Vegas um, when, when that Summer League kicks off. I will uh, – so you have it as a five. You're kind of like you're kind of like, yeah, maybe I'll watch, but I'm going to get hyped up. It sounds like uh, you're not going to have a party over Wembenyama's debut. Probably not. Well, you better not because you're going to be here. 
That's right. <laughs> well, That's right. <laughs> well, um, well, I mean, we could we could have a party, but the game's at three. Uh, we're gonna be on the air during his uh, during his debut. You want to bring some chips and dip? We'll, uh, we'll 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 watch the debut. We'll we'll potluck. Uh, I don't know how much can you actually eat while you're talking and, and doing a three hour show. Uh, I mean, as you can tell, I usually bring food every day. That is true. And I eat during the breaks. That is true. I mean, you could you could poo poo it. Hmm. Instead of like a whole big spread, you could you could do poo poos. And that's the P U P U type is, of poo poo, folks. Yeah, I didn't know that I needed to explain that, but yeah, um, my my excitement level for uh, for for Wembenyama, I will put at a seven. Mm. Um, a hey, look, you're you're opening up in Vegas, yeah, um, and that's and that's kind of cool. So I I think I'll start it there. They're already like just burning tickets for that, which is which is great. Um, he's not going up against NBA talent. Obviously, he's playing against a bunch of rookies and, and young guys. Um, but I'm excited to see how he fares. The talent he's going to face is different than the talent level he played um, at, at, at that Met 99 team or whatever it was, uh, that Metropolitan team prior to getting drafted. Hmm. So this is the next step up, I think, I think for him and how he handles that next step up against guys who are just as hungry as him, who, you know, know that the spotlight's not on them, but they want to make sure people are talking about themselves, not him. Um, I think it's going to be a good first challenge for him. It's a it's a good step up to to the actual show. So I, I kind of like seeing what we might get out of that uh, when when they play on Friday. Man, I I like where your head's at. Would you Where would you put him in the highest touted rookies of your lifetime where would i put him in highest touted rookies in my lifetime and we're just talking basketball um i mean lebron is is still definitely one um we will do all sports oh okay well that changes things highest touted rookies of all time see football's hard of of your lifetime of my lifetime yeah yeah because there's a certain amount of hype that we have to kind of draw from of remembering man there was a lot of hype over this guy or someone else Mm. that's hard i remember when harper made it to the big leagues that was a big deal that was um and, and you know when that draft came around, yeah, he was a clear favorite. Strasburg too. Strasburg was a big deal. When, Same team. Yeah. Um, you know, LeBron just because he he uh, you know, he had all that high school you know background and everybody yep. was watching him play in high school. Zion was a big deal. Yes. Zion not as big, big as LeBron. Not even close, but still yeah. a big deal. Uh man. I'm trying to think of one for football, and I can't. Johnny. Just, oh, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Football. There was so much hype over him. Yeah. More so than the other guys. I, I feel like there was so much hype for him going to the NFL. I think the hard thing is, in in if you're a rookie going in, you've been watched as much as everybody else. And I see you guys on the phone, so we'll get to you in a second at 808-296-1420. Like, you've been watched almost as much as everybody else. Like, yeah. there's not as much separation um, that it's kind of hard to stand out. I mean, I guess I could think, you know, Baker Mayfield, when he was drafted, to some was a surprise at number one. I think that, that's the point. They, they need to go number one. So, mm-hmm. with that in mind, I'm thinking most immediately with football with Joe Burrow. 
we all knew it was Joe Burrow. Yeah. Just won the Natty. Just won the Heisman. Mm -hmm. He was the guy. And has proven... That's the other thing. I think we're weighing guys that proved out to be you know, a, a right. good decision. Right, right. For their subsequent teams. Um, I can't... I can't really think of... I remember when Ricky Williams came out of college, mm, mm -hmm. and and on that same note, Reggie Bush. Yeah, uh, one of our texters says Michael Vick. Vick, good call. That's Scott, thank you, Scott. That's hard. I I, I kind of tend to line myself up a little bit more with basketball. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely ones. more individual. Yeah, with LeBron, um, Wembenyama. Zion Williamson to a degree. I'll even throw Kobe in there. Um, I don't know that I'd place Garnett in no. that same spot, but I Iverson's I, not up there no, either. I, I I don't yeah, I don't I wouldn't put Iverson there. I, I think it's man, um was it Wiggins when he was drafted? Mm. I, I think there was there was hype over that, but not the yep. same. I, I think I'd keep it to those three. Coming out of Chicago, D Rose, it was a big deal for him playing for the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. But not on this level. Not on this level. Yep. I'd, I'd still go Wembenyama, Bryant, LeBron as far as yep. kind of my three. And, and baseball, yeah, Strasburg, Harper. Yep. Um, and it's hard, too, because baseball's mid-year. You've, you've just watched guys play in the College World Series, but you've watched like 125th, it yep. seems, of college baseball. So you haven't seen everything. You haven't seen the high schoolers. You haven't seen the JUCO guys. Yep. Um, you know, you you're watching uh, the the pitcher from LSU may go number one uh, on Sunday when the draft takes place. Might be two years before he's playing. Yeah, and we just yeah. watched him because LSU was playing in the College World Series. Yeah. So for some people, and I I did see a draft board that knocked him off the number one spot. Um, but for some people, hey, you know, we just watched him, so there's a, a lot of excitement about him. You know, he's he's in sight. Yeah. We just we just saw him. And golf was unquestionably Tiger. Yeah. No one's come even close. Mm -hmm. I, I think the closest you could have gotten... Spieth. Spieth. Yep. And a little bit with Rory. Yeah. But not even close to Tiger's dominance as a junior, as an amateur, and then quickly winning as a pro. Mm -hmm. It was unbelievable. You can uh, tell us, you're, um, where, where would you place... This as far as like highly touted or highly sought after debuts for rookies. We're we're putting Webb and Yama um kind of in that fold. Of course we're talking about summer league. Yeah. Of course we are. Um you can get in touch with us. Our Zephyr Insurance text line is at eight oh eight two nine six fourteen twenty. You can call us as well at eight oh eight two nine six fourteen twenty. Mention ESPN Honolulu and get the seven dollar fifty cent special at the Pagoda restaurant now located in the international ballroom. Two eggs, Portuguese sausage and rice or toast, uh, or choose pancakes, waffles, sweet bread, French toast, or omelets Monday through Friday, 7 to 11 a.m., weekends till noon. For details and menu, visit PagodaHawaii.com. Traffic here, your texts in a moment. It's off the bench. This is ESPN Honolulu. Sports Center's on the way. We'll get another look at traffic here in just a little bit. It's off the bench. Uh, Hunter Hughes, Josh Pacheco. Coming up in a little while, uh, Michelle Wee West in her final U.S. Women's Open. And I'll tell you why we might learn from our mistakes of the past when we think of 
Michelle Lee West and, and how much hype she had. Why I'd like to believe that if we had to do it all over again in 2023, we'd do it much differently. Mm. That's coming up in just a little bit. Uh, we were talking about heavily hyped debuts, although, you know, again, realize Summer League. Yep. <laughs> uh, our our uh, good friend, Lori Santee, uh, throws in Magic Johnson. Magic. This is this was um, around the time of my birth. I yeah. think so. We were talking strictly from me and Josh's lifetime. Yes, um, and you know we are. What are we? Are we? Are we considered millennials? Uh, it, it feels like such a, a a gnarly word to say about people. Oh, you're a millennial. I think we are considered millennials. So, in our in in our experiences, yeah, magic is a bit beyond that for me. Yep. Strasburg definitely. Uh, and she had Strasburg in there as well. Yep. Um, that that definitely was a debut everybody was looking forward to. Yep. His you know his stuff was just filthy. Uh, I can to shift over to Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. Harper was a year younger than me. I still remember being seventeen and that ESPN the magazine coming out with the LeBron James of baseball mm-hmm. and had him on the cover. Um, it was a Big deal. Oh, absolutely. Uh, a couple more here. Uh, Texter for the 256, Mike Trout. I don't remember Trout's debut. He didn't have as much of a pre-major majors hype, but he unquestionably is a better ball player than yeah. those guys. Yeah. Uh, one more, Marcus Mariota. I would have to take you guys' word for that. Um, to uh, actually to come... In opposition to that, Marcus did not start in high school until his senior year. Mm-hmm. That's right. My teammate Jeremy Higgins played in front of him their whole way up. That's right. So it wasn't until Marcus's last year that he kind of made a name for himself. Of course, went to Oregon, winning the Heisman, the only still to this day Polynesian-born player to win the Heisman is certainly uh, a big deal. It just wasn't quite... Um, in my mind, as big of a deal as some of the others, but yeah. again, I I wasn't I wasn't living out here for all that time. So correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. No, I don't think you're wrong. I I think the the difference with Mariota is locally. I don't think it was nationally huge. Locally, it was it, not to take away from Marcus, but he didn't have the kind of um, flash. No, Manti and Tua were much bigger as prep players. Now. Manti also had something else, of course, but it, but not until then. <laughs> right, um, two was two definitely. Yeah, and, and you know there was um, and his quarterback class, I, I think, was what also made it you know really really interesting. He, he was dynamic. Um, not to say that Marcus Mariota wasn't, but it wasn't in you know his arm was what made him stand out in that yeah. Oregon offense. Um, you know, it it he was he was not flashy. Because he, that's that's not the kind of character guy he is. Yeah. So and he could run. Yeah. He could run like the wind. That and that Chip Kelly, uh, high powered, high speed offense. They they move the ball very well. That's right. Um, Andrew Luck. This from the uh, two five six. Yeah, I mean the the one thing with Luck was you know he was the heir incumbent to Peyton Manning. So there was there was certainly big hype around him. I just. When we're kind of just talking about guys that you're like, oh my goodness, this guy's before playing a game, you were kind of like, you know, 
were you like you know how hyped up are you yeah. before knowing what they're going to do how hyped up are you to watch that individual play yeah. like that, I, that's why I threw Johnny football in there yeah there yeah. was so much preseason is this guy going to be able to make it in the NFL i mean he ran all over everybody in college magically yeah and that's why i want to be careful you know before everybody just starts throwing names to throw names yeah um because then we just kind of dilute the point um We'll, we'll get more on this a little bit later on. Uh, Lori also also asks, am, "Am I that old?" No, no, Lori, you're not. Um, we're we're just we're 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 just kind of reining the thing back in. Yeah, I think is the best way I'd put it. Uh, traffic Sports Center on the way as well. It's off the bench. ESPN Honolulu. Great to have you in off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Hunter Hughes, Josh Pacheco. I'd like to say uh, we are rejuvenated from the uh, from from the Independence Day holiday yesterday. Uh, next couple of days, uh, we're going to be highlighting uh, UFC 290, uh, which will be coming up. I believe that's at the Apex on uh, on Saturday. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, uh, Robert Whitaker. He's on the main card. He's taking on. Uh, uh, Dresis Duplessis, uh, and we'll talk to Robert. Uh, well, we're going to talk to both he and uh, Robbie Lawler tomorrow. Uh, we'll we'll have uh, Robert. We'll air Robert's interview tomorrow, and then uh, Robbie Lawler, who's taking on Nico Price, mm. uh, we'll air that on Friday. Robbie's a legend, um, and he has announced that after this after this bout, uh, he's retiring. So he's done. Wow. Um, and what's a bummer Hanging is, him up. What's a bummer is his retirement bout is on the prelim card. Ah. Uh, that that's harsh. The UFC knows he's retiring. They made it clear he was retiring when they signed this bout. Why are you putting Robbie Lawler's retirement card or retirement bout on the prelims? That seems um incredibly unfair. You're telling me that uh about they got canceled and now has a replacement mm. still deserves to be on a main card. Bo Nickel and Val Woodburn, I'm looking at you. You're telling know. me that Jalen Turner and Dan Hooker, a lightweight bout, yeah. deserves to be on the main card over that. I don't know if foundational is the right word for for Lawler, but he's been around so long that I believe that he deserves to be on the you know the main card maybe oh, yeah. not the main event but certainly to get that chance to fight try to win one more and then leave the gloves in the ring yes yeah it, this this should have been done better Ugh. should have been done better come on dana you know what we'll we'll ask about that um we will we will ask about that uh, when we talk to him tomorrow mm. i think we should um speaking of tomorrow the uh, us women's open kicks off at pebble beach one of the storylines has been about Michelle Wee West. And it hasn't necessarily been about whether, you know, where she is competitively. It's been more that this is her final one. And she's been open about it. Um, you know, she's been, she's spoken a lot on it. And I would like to believe, because I recall when, you know, she made it big out of high school and then, you know, you, you started to see her play professionally and you saw the way that um, the sport of golf handled not just her, mm. uh, but Annika Sorenstam 
at at, at her height uh, in in her career. And I've been thinking about that as I've been listening to Michelle speak the last couple of days. I, I'd like to believe that if that were happening now in 2023, I think we'd be doing it differently. Um, okay. I think part of why the expectations—I mean, expectations were high for Michelle Wee, and I'll focus on her alone uh, with her talent level. But also, I think expectations were high because for for some people, they didn't have a great comparison of what to set these expectations to. I'll—you know—I I think it's fair to say that there are a lot of people who didn't know enough about women's golf that. It's true. In making comparisons, you just thought, okay, she's really talented. She should be great. She should be winning a lot. Um, golf is not like basketball. It's not like football. Um, you know, it's it's you're also playing against the course. Mm. And so, I, I feel like people place these expectations that were kind of unfair—not unfair, but unreasonable—because of their lack of knowledge. The other part of it, Hunter, I believe, is the way that the sport decided to hype both, um, you know, we and, 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 and you know, Annika Sorensen at the time was put them in a men's event or two and see how they do. And to me, that was another sign of laziness and also and, and thinking that, okay, you know, just – do that and hey, look what you know, see what you get. And I don't think that helped because if you don't win against them, then how good are you? Or to some people, right? Um, I'd like to believe that we just didn't do enough at that point in time in the what mid to late 2000s. Yeah, we didn't do enough at that point in time to properly promote women's sports. Yeah, that's true. And so the natural thing was at that time was, oh, okay, well, um, let's just put them against the men. Or um, let's hype up, you know, ability and place the expectations to something that many people don't really understand. Had Michelle Wee, West now, at the time we uh-huh. played in the Sony Open as an amateur, now it would break the internet. And I don't think in a positive way. Well, I'm I'm just saying, like, no, I know, because I she did play in the Sony as an amateur, right? I, I think she was like, like 14, mm-hmm. 15, something like that, and almost made the cut. Mm-hmm. Like, played really well, incredible. I think if that would have happened right now, it would have been all over the place. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So I if. If we did this again, let's say you know, Michelle Wee's at that age and that 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 mid-teens age, and yep. we're in twenty twenty-three. I don't think ninety to ninety-five percent of what we saw then happens again. I think first and foremost, I think we've done a better job of putting women's sports in a place where it can stand on its own two feet. And I think at that time, um, that wasn't done for for women's golf. I don't mm. think that was done for the LPGA. Look, for example, the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble Beach. I think this is the first time, if I recall reading it correctly, that that major championship is going to be played out in primetime on a broadcast network. Um, NBC is going to have it Saturday and Sunday, and 
primetime being um, the Sunday, well, the, the, the Monday through Saturday window, primetime starts at 8 p.m. Eastern and goes on. Um, the Sunday window is 7 p.m. Eastern and on. And both those days, they have coverage until 9 Eastern, as long as, um, you know, play is over. It could go longer than that because it's on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. It's in California. So, you know, you have you have pr- primetime audience for, for a women's major that you've never had before. That to me is is a, is a sign in the right direction. I don't think now you have a, you have a dedicated channel that has more of of LPGA coverage. I don't think you would ever find yourself putting Michelle Wee West against a man uh, on a PGA event mm. because I think I, I I think we've gotten past that point of trying to understand what we don't know. Uh-huh. It's not to say that. It changes what we talk about as far as how Michelle Wee, Michelle Wee West's career can be looked at. But I think it tells us something a little bit different about how how the sport choose to take what it had and find a way to 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 push it the wrong way. If you know what I mean, I that's kind of how I look at it. If you're you know here in 2023, I don't think we would have seen that. So I I mean if if she can play. If there's a you know a new up and coming girl that can hit it a mile, which Michelle we could mm-hmm. put the lights out of it, which Michelle we could, and qualifies the old fashioned way, not because of a sponsor's exemption or something like that, but Monday qualifies mm-hmm. and plays from the same tees. I have no problem with that. Speaking as someone who has tried to Monday qualify for the Sony, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. If you have what it takes as a player, oh, hats off to you. Right. That, that's incredibly tough. Um, I don't know if I go along the, the, the same uh, route in this conversation of what does that say opposed to women's and men's sports. Right. Like, if you can play and you can do it from the same tees, go for it. Mm-hmm. Because... It, it's different than on you know other sports where basketball they play with a smaller ball, um, soccer you you can tell a difference of speed. In golf, if you, if you can hit it just as far and you're playing from the same tees, there, there is no difference. It's one golfer to another golfer. Right. So I, I think that to me has a little bit different connotation, I guess. Okay. But um, I, I do hear what you're saying. I. Th- you know, uh, there, some of the textures I think are, are kind of along some of the lines I'm thinking. Um, you know, for example, texture from the seven nine seven hype was a result of parents' decision to put her in men's tourneys. Um, I agree, and she didn't have to qualify just like the others. It was, right. but I but I, I I don't just put that on the parents. I put that on the tournament organizers too, mm. who you know allowed that, and they capitalized off of yes. it too. Yes. Yep. Um. Some of these tournaments are, you know, nonprofits technically, right? I mean, they're, you know, their proceeds go to charity. And some of them, they look, you know, they, 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 and the net, and they do it. They see the networks love it because they, they see the ratings for it. Sure. They don't necessarily care about the other side of it. Oh, you didn't score like, um, you know, they did. You didn't keep up with them. Then what does that say? I, um, I, I don't place it just on the parents. Yep. In in some of that. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, the parents did not help. No. You know, as as uh, the texter also said, parents' decision was to cash in right away. Yeah, they they didn't help. 
they it's almost like they took advantage of her mm. which you know hey you can be a proud parent of someone who has talent and it doesn't have to be in sports it could be in anything it can be in music it can be in science it can be in whatever it is and you could be the proudest parents in the world because you've got a once in a lifetime talented person that you just love right yep. that's that's your son or daughter it's another thing to take that and use it to your advantage to turn that in a way that is profitable and beneficial without seeing the large the larger picture looking at the now as as that texter says looking at the now rather than looking ahead because what's unfortunate is look people will say and probably fairly Michelle Wee West's career was a disappointment probably right mm. you know I don't know what would have happened if some of those decisions were different but she's gonna go on you know she's done some 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 television work you know, she's done other stuff outside of golf, and, you know, she's she's a mom. Yep. She's a, a, a wife. By far, a successful individual, right? Yep. Successful, and we don't have to talk about majors and number of wins. Yeah, or Un- career earnings right. or anything like that. Unfortunately, people will look at her, not at that stuff, but just simply on the course. That's right. And then compare her to someone like Tiger. And, Unfortunately. And, yeah. And and that's where I think the development, I think, would change. And I think if if women's sports now were treated the way that it was when Michelle was trying to come up, I think we would have handled all that differently. The U.S. Women's Open, by the way, has the largest purse in um, event history. As we're, we're seeing some of that happen in, in not just golf, but we're seeing it in tennis where – um, some of these purses are going up and, you know, they're not the same as the men's purses and, and we should be getting there. Um, but we are hitting places in which, um, they are larger than, um, you know, than they've been before. It's an $11 million purse for the women's U S open at Pebble beach. But yeah, I, I can't help but to think about how her career is going to end this weekend and how, a lot of factors have affected that route to now. What if a lot of that didn't happen early on? Is she still playing? Is she still looking at playing long past now? Hmm. There's injuries, in fact, too. I think we can't forget injuries. Um, Big time. That have, that have certainly impacted her play. But, um, yeah, I... I I, I find myself kind of wondering what would have what could have been different. Um, one texter here from the 291 in our uh, Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. Michelle had an image issue with some of the other women golfers when she was promoting her wanting to play in the PGA and even wanted to compete against Tiger Woods. Some of the women golfers said Michelle should be promoting the LPGA more than her quest to qualify and play in men's tournaments. Michelle had a good career but did not live up to the hype and expectations we had anticipated. She also alienated herself because of her parents. To to that end, though, how much of it was her wanting to compete against Tiger Woods and how much of it was 
what was said to her right. to make her think, yeah, you should you should be at this level competing against Tiger Woods. At that young age, yep. you can't tell me it's that pretty that unfair. is yeah. You can't tell me that that's something she thought about all on her own. I want to compete against Tiger Woods. I want to compete. Um, you know, I want to. She's compete not at that supposed level. to be the next Tiger. She's no. supposed to be Michelle. That's right. And that's and that is why when we saw her coming up, I mean, I I, I say we. I, I I feel like I'm speaking for you. Sure. And I, I apologize if no, I, it's if okay. I am. Um, but you saw the greatness in her. Maybe it's a local thing for us too. That we were watching her and thinking she's amazing. Yep. We weren't thinking Tiger Woods amazing. We were thinking Michelle Wee amazing. Yeah. And that maybe that's the difference between how we see things locally and how you know how trying to promote something outward changes. And you know, around that time, there already was a forerunner for women's golf, and it was Annika Sormstan. That's right. She didn't have to go off and prove that she was better than the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Like, you're not going to win that battle. When she was coming on the up and up in the early 2000s, like, you're talking about one of the most dominant sports runs ever yeah. for Tiger. Um, what, why, why would you put her under that unnecessary spotlight? Let, let, let her go and be great. Have a great college career. The LPGA was up and running at that point. Yeah. Um, the USGA had a, a women's open. They, they always have. Yeah. It's right. not like they needed to pioneer that. They had four majors a year. That's right. Um, I think they have five now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they? they might. Uh, Solheim Cup. No, that's not one. I know there, there's... I, I, I'm just considering your, that in there. Yeah, you have your Open Championship. You have your... Um, Anyway, that's that's yeah. a, that's another story. It's okay. Um, but I, I do think part of the LPGA's success now, maybe not all of it, some of that I think is on the shoulders of someone like Michelle Wee. Chevron Championship, Women's PGA, U.S. Women's Open, Women's Open in uh, in, in Britain, and the Evian Championship. So, so that is five. Yeah, that is five. Um, I mean, could that be fair to say? Maybe not solely on her shoulders, but, you know, she had a part to play in helping get its exposure out there. She did. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And I don't I don't think we can let, – let's talk about that more when, when yeah. we come back because I, I do think we cannot ignore Can't. the maybe the, the non-competitive side. Uh, we'll, we'll do that on the other side of this traffic update. It's off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. Sports Center and another look at traffic is uh, about six minutes away. Let's finish what we were talking about with with Michelle Wee West. Yeah. Um, undoubtedly, taking away, you know, wins and, 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 you know, earnings and all that stuff. The exposure for the game undoubtedly uh, raised yep. when she played at, at that early part of her career. And, and undoubtedly now, as she is announcing this is her final event, that she has kind of elevated you know the exposure of this event which still shows to her name recognition and name brand of who she is yep which i think you can't deny i feel bad you know minji lee was the uh, is the defending champion um you know last year but we're, we're still talking about the uh, the 2014 winner uh instead of last year's winner. what happens but, when you're a needle mover man yeah but you you had watched the interviews as well yeah. you you noticed something that you took away from it yeah she was talking about it 
being an emotional week for her. Um, but also there was just peace over her, Josh. You could tell some she she's someone who doesn't have a whole lot of regret, is almost excited to begin the next phase of, of life apart from golf. Uh yeah. when she talked about you know, the things that she is going to miss but is excited it's the last time. You know, the last time she's going to look at her yardage book and make notes. Um, the last time she has to do putting drills. And I say has to do putting drills. Yeah. And that perked my ears up because as a, you know, at, as a competitive young athlete myself, you, you, you sometimes feel that way of I need to do this. Right. And we all know her upbringing and, you know, the, the situation with her family and how dedicated she was from an early, early age. It felt more like a, a job. So I, from one athlete to another, there comes a time when you're ready and it seems like she's ready. I don't think Minji Lee is defending her title, by the way. So mm. I think that's probably why she's not being talked about. Okay. Um, 528 Hawaii time is when uh, Michelle Wee West will, uh, will tee off. Um, but we should mention uh, a couple of names that have some local ties. Um, Allison Corpuz mm. is uh, nice. in the field. Eleven o two Hawaii time on Thursday. Uh, there's an OCC member, Marissa Chow. That's right. Uh, she will be in there as well. I didn't see her time. I was. Uh, oh, here she is. Eleven fifty seven Hawaii time. Uh, and another is, local golfer, Tyler Oda, is on the bag. Yeah, she is in the uh, one of the last two groups. Mm. They they go in threes. Um, some start at one, some start at ten. Mm. So uh, she'll be starting at one. Uh, Will Marissa Chow. We'll follow all that uh, as they get underway tomorrow. Uh, Peacock has the opening round coverage. So if you want to see Michelle Wee West start up, we'll be there uh, on Peacock. Sports Center traffic next. This is how we do it. Yeah, this is uh, this is what we do. Coming back from the uh, from the Independence Day holiday, we pick up steel at home workout equipment on the side of the road. That's right. And that's uh, S T E E L. <laughs> By the way, we didn't steal it. It was if we did steal it, that's a job well done. <laughs> For that those, thing was heavy. For for those that don't know, we were talking about our uh, Independence Day plans yesterday, and uh, the the Cliff Notes version of what you guys did yesterday, Hunter. You basically found steel, um, a workout steel. equipment on the side of the road. That's right, a steel home workout. That's why I say facility. you found steel. That's right, found. Yeah, thank you. Um, you didn't steal steel. Threw it in the back of my buddy's pickup truck, tied it down with a surf leash, jumped off my buddy's house into his pool and then watch fireworks that was my fourth of july yeah you were showing me the video of um your your guys is jumping off of rooftops would you have jumped pool. no heck no josh would not have heck jumped. no i i i can't even swim you expect me to jump oh yeah no i will i will gladly <laughs> stand in the water i will gladly sit outside um, I, I will sit down. Relax. You could have played bags with us or uh, cornhole. I would do that. Yep. I would definitely play. Uh, play we had cornhole. a rule yesterday in my buddy's backyard where the the court was set up. Uh huh. It had a low hanging strand of um of lights. Okay. And one of your four tosses per turn had to go over the strand of lights. Interesting. It was fun. That's that's new. Uh-huh. I haven't heard of that before. Yeah. Do uh, kind of. Had to kind of float it. You played basketball. Yes. You had to kind of float it over the 
the strand of lights and get your touch right. See, I like that. That's that's fun. Yeah. That is that is fun. And you had to have the be- beverage in your hand the whole time too. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Eh, that's not For bad. the July rules. Yeah, that's not that's not bad. I can understand that. Um, yeah, and 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 for me, how I do it, um, just sitting there watching fireworks. There we go. I I do need to um, I need to give credit where credit is due. I I want to say thank you to the people at Kailua Beach who had their tent up. You know, it was a hot day, right? It was. So they had their tent up as everybody's like gathering around, and they're you know they're they're waiting for the fireworks, and you know. You gotta have a tent if you're gonna be there all day. Ten minutes before the fireworks show starts, and I had, I had thought to myself like a few minutes prior, like you see there's, there's these hordes of people on the beach, and there's like this one tent, <laughs> like and, and there there are other tents in the back, like you know in the back near you know where people would walk in and stuff, and not in the way of anybody, but there's this what. I'm thinking, all right, this is in my line of sight for the fireworks. All the fireworks go way up, so it's not like it's truly in the way. And I want to give credit to those people because um, not long after I thought that, um, there they were putting down their tent um, and and folding it up and putting it away so that everybody, even even those who were, like, decidedly right around them could get the best view of the fireworks uh, on Independence Day. That's a uh, really, really great, classy move. So uh, I don't know who they are. If you're listening, uh, shout out to you. Uh, You did a good service for the people around you. Nice job. Yeah. And nighttime and it's not raining, you don't really need a tent anymore. True. You don't need any more shade. It's pretty (laughs) shaded out already. And true. there's no rain coming down, so you don't need shelter. So I think it's the comfort. That, uh, but then at that point, depending on where you're sitting inside the tent, it will inhibit you from watching the fireworks. This is a good point. So, I mean, yes, it's a team effort, but also that's just a logic effort. Yeah. I, I, I gave the benefit of the doubt, I yeah. realized. We want to tip our cap to him we regardless. Do. That's a good move. Yeah. I What I also won't understand, and I don't – I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking of it a little bit differently. Um, all the people who rush in last minute to to, to get there. Only fools rush in. Thank you. Thank you. Nicely done. Uh, I didn't know you were an Elvis fan. Bro, he's the king for a reason. Yes, he is. Um, and you see some of them, they're like, oh, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? Where I did have that thought because we were walking over from my friend's house who just lives a couple blocks from Kailua Beach, and we were walking – through all the traffic. Yeah. And I glanced over. I'm like, the real L here is the people in their cars still. Yeah. Guys, you, you didn't plan very well. Nope. Nope. And I feel really bad for your kids. Yeah. Because it's the kids that are suffering. Yeah. Yeah. This, by the way, we're talking about uh, Independence Day. Um, Kailua Beach had their, um, you know, their first fireworks show since the pandemic. They had their first parade since the pandemic. So we're we're talking about all those good things. And Josh and I were both there. Yeah, we just didn't we didn't know it. Yep. We were, we were probably several hundred yards away, and we just, yeah, we just happened to be there at the, at the same time. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, it was it was really really good. But I feel like you kind of had to shout out those people that that made it through and also uh, thought about their people around you. Also, shout out to the guy um, handing out glow sticks. You, you, you guys didn't see him, I didn't him, right? see him. There was a guy that came around our area probably 30 minutes before the show and just was like, glow sticks, glow sticks. 
And, and, and I, 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 at first, I heard him wrong. Because I thought, wait, this guy's business model is kind of weird. Because hmm. it, it first sounded like he said, uh, $2 for one, uh, two for $5. And I was like, wait, 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 hold on, math. It's more expensive to buy two than it is to buy one. Yep. Right? But I guess it was my fault because I didn't hear him correctly because it was it, it ultimately bit was like, what, three for one and two for $5? Also, if you're a parent of more than one kid and you only buy one. Oh, Oh, You're in trouble. Oh, yeah. I, I I felt bad for some of the kids who ran over to the guy. He's he's like you know he's he's double fisting glow sticks. Yeah. And kids who just immediately glow sticks. So they run over, not realizing there's a concept of money involved hmm. that you have to pay the guy. Now I really want to know. Did you happen to see what his transaction? Um, plan was what was it all cash? Did he have a QR code taped to his back? <laughs> no, right here, Venmo, <laughs> Venmo. No, it was it was straight cash. That would have been that 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 would have been boss moves it, right there. It was straight cash, and it, it must have been his daughter or something. That was that was the trailer. Okay, so gets the cash, gives it to the daughter, and he's just still there, just just walking around. And and honestly, at that point. Like you know, you have a captive audience because it's less than thirty minutes before the the, the fireworks starts, uh-huh. and you don't really have to walk around all that far. They're starting to come to him. Yeah. When you start your glow sticks, glow sticks. <laughs> yeah, and and so they they start coming to him. The dude didn't have to go more than like fifty feet on the beach. You have grown adults running to the guy. Oh yeah. Like outrunning kids to go get glow sticks. Gotta love capitalization. That's- that's how uh, that's how or capitalism. Was. The only thing I, I, I will say about and, and the Kylo experience was was great and it's great to have it back. Um, the only thing I will say is that that travel out of there was packed. It was like um, they had a system. So they had um, they had trolleys set up to take you to to and from the, the two different shopping centers. Right. We just decided, so we were waiting in line to go back as we missed, like, the first two because people were just, like, cutting in line and just running in to go to a trolley and not caring how much room there was. They were just, like, running in there to run in, run in there. You know, forget who's waiting like us to the point where they were kicking people off mm-hmm. because it was too crowded. So we are waiting in line for a little while, and we realized, look at the traffic. You know, outside of that um, that that shopping center that has um, the 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 shave ice place, right? Um, yeah. And the pizza place, and the, was it Sunrise Shack or whatever that place is called? And it is basically one way out. And you had like at one point a police escort to get cars out because there's so much foot traffic. And then it, so you kind of realize, all right, we're waiting for a trolley. It's not going to show up here. It's not it it's it's not going to show up here any longer than it's going to take for us to walk. So we waited Might as well for walk. yeah we were waiting in line we we're just standing there maybe for about like 10, 15 minutes and we realized yeah this is this thing's not going to be close because it got to a point where we were, so we started walking up and it became like two lanes going one way mm. and so yeah we made the decision we walked it was probably about like eight thirty when we decided okay we'll just walk to the car to. Um, you know, that, that shopping center that has uh, the BJ Penn UFC gym and, and stuff like that. Yeah. 
we got there before the trolley. We beat it like by five minutes um, on the way there. That that traffic flow was horrendous getting out of there last night. If you were one of those people, I feel for you because that probably took you forever. Yeah. But that fireworks show, that was good. It's pretty good. It's good to see fireworks. I got I got to correct um, one thing I said last hour. We were talking about Michelle Wee West. And I said if you wanted to watch her first round, um, you could watch it on Peacock. I was wrong. Uh, Peacock's coverage starts at 4 p.m. Eastern, which is 1 p.m. Pacific. That's 10 a.m. Hawaii time. Uh, Michelle Wee West tees off at 8.57 Pacific time. So you're the golfer of this group. Um, she'll probably be done by the time one Pacific rolls around. She probably wouldn't be on the course for four hours. Yeah, you can usually budget four and a half, five for a tournament round because okay. everybody just takes their time. Oh, so she might be on like 17 or 18. She might maybe. be walking up 18. Okay. So, yeah, you might or might not see her first round on uh, on Peacock. It's not looking good, though. No, no. It's, it's Peacock from 4 to 6, and it's 6 to 11 Eastern, uh, which is noon to 5 Hawaii time on uh, on USA. Um, That's the one thing. It's cool that it's at Pebble, by the way. Yeah, I agree. She's going out at Pebble. That's that's awesome. You know, that's the one thing that they that you know the LPGA does not have is you know for a major event having more than that. You know, you're gonna miss like a good chunk of that first round that has nothing. It's not like when you watch a PGA Tour and you've got you know PGA Tour on ESPN Plus where you have the four dedicated streams, you have yep. featured holes, featured groups. Have, yeah. Yep. Um. You know, Senior Open didn't have that. Um, U.S. Women's Open doesn't have that, and so and and maybe it's because of demand. Maybe they it don't is. get the same kind of and kind manpower of technology. It's another reason why we love the Masters. That is right. Every uh, shot, every player, every hole. You kind of just wish, though, that for a major championship, yep. you'd have that increase. I mean, again, we we said this last hour. The the one positive is that. Um, you know, they do have, you know, they have it in prime time. Third and final rounds will be on prime time on the East Coast, which is not something you normally see for women's golf. So that's a big thing. Um, but yeah, all the hype for Michelle Wee West, and you're not going to see most of her golf on day one. Mm. Hopefully she competes, um, but then at the same time she competes, you're just not going to see it, which is just going to gonna be an absolute bummer. Um, it is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Coming up, the NBA has announced their in-game flopping penalties. This is a big week for the NBA. You've got summer league games in Sacramento and in uh, Salt Lake City. The uh, 2K Summer League is in Vegas starting on Friday. Wemby debuts on Friday. They're announcing their in-season tournament officially on Saturday. Um, some of that's leaking out today. And over the weekend, they announced their in-game flopping penalties. We'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit, how you feel about uh, about flopping. That's coming up here on Off the Bench. First, what do you get when you combine jocks and food? Lots of smells. Yeah. That's not what this read says. Uh, it's athletes, according to this read. <laughs> Join Cole Malsoff on our YouTube channel or ESPNHonolulu.com. See the latest episode where Cole sits down with former UH volleyball player Kanai Iakana with some grinds from Asahi Grill. It's brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, Hawaii's best bank. It's off the bench on ESPN Honolulu.
another look at traffic is coming up. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, big week here for the NBA because uh, on Saturday they have a dedicated show. Uh, ESPN is going to unveil the in-tournament season details. Mm. It's called the in-season Final Four. Uh, it's going to take place December 7th and 9th. And, uh, again, this will be on ESPN's NBA Today. Um, they'll unveil groupings and uh, more details on the competition on that show. That is, I think they said 7.30 Eastern, so that's 1.30 Hawaii time. So what's going to happen? Statistics will count for the league's regular season except for the championship game. All teams will participate in a group stage. Six groups total, three per conference, chosen by a random draw based on teams winning percentage the previous season. They'll play four games in their group. Six winners make the knockout stage, along with two wild cards who finished with the best winning percentage and not first in their groups. And then it will be single elimination through to the final. That sounds like a World Cup. Okay, and when... When does this begin? So the final four will be in Las Vegas, and that will be December 7th and 9th. So basically it's the whole – they're beginning the season with this. Um, No. So the season is going to begin in October. What we don't know is when – where the, the, the group stage and all that stuff, when that's going to start. Now, what's the incentive of winning it? Um, That's a good question. That's what we'll find out. To me, if they don't get an automatic bid to the playoffs, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Why in the world would we want to win this when it's not even December? I know there was initial talk about whether it could have had something to do with the draft or whether this could have a monetary reward. I don't know. I think that's what the NBA it's, – it's part of the CBA. They, they, they signed that into the collective bargaining agreement. Um, but they, I, I would appreciate that if you it, you can't give out too many of those, but mm-hmm. one winner, whoever wins this midseason tournament thing, whatever they're calling it, right. if they got an automatic bid to the playoffs, that that could make it competitive. It could, it could absolutely. I just I that's what they need to sell people on. Totally the the. The what is there, I guess. Mm-hmm. You haven't got us on the why. Yes. Um, and it is going to be in Vegas. That That's the one thing I will say about it being in Vegas that is interesting is that this is kind of like the precursor to potentially having a team there. You now have an NBA event there that's other than Summer League. And other than March Madness. Right. Right. So, yeah, you have now... Well, March Madness is occasional. There's one every once every couple of years, probably. But now you you have something tangible there with stars. You could play it at T-Mobile, probably. Um, that'd be huge. I think if you could do that. Uh, do you have an official date on when it begins? The final four is the seventh and the ninth, but they don't announce. And so when it, the group stage stuff begins. Oh, okay. That's I think that's my question. Like the WNBA has something called the Commissioner's Cup, and it's it's at the start of the year, but you never you never really know like what games are considered part of the Commissioner's Cup. The WNBA didn't do a great job of really explaining what the Commissioner's Cup is. Um, you know that didn't really help. But um, this sounds like 
something that could be kind of cool. This is uh, this will also include appearances by Ka, by Cirque du Soleil, and the Jabberwockies. If that uh, now know, is exciting for all of our faithful listeners that love to go to Vegas. Yeah, I'll be there in a couple weeks. That's right. If you could schedule this around the same weekend as a home Raider game. That'd be a good weekend in Vegas, man. That would. Uh, to see an NBA game. Uh, do you know what venue they're going to host it in? Uh, they didn't say. Okay. I, I have a feeling it will probably be T-Mobile. Okay. Uh, but 7th through the 9th, uh, what is around that time? Uh, they are home against the Minnesota Vikings on that Sunday. That's a good weekend. So basically they'll play Thursday, Saturday, and then uh, then they'll have a Raiders home game on that Sunday. Are you saying that we should try to do some kind of uh, some kind of promotion to send people to uh, to this experience? Are you I'm, saying I'm saying we should figure out some sort of promotion to send Hunter there, but uh, what? and Josh obviously yeah, for off the bench. I was, I was about to say, of course, you know, I I'm working on something to try to get us to Radio Row at the Super Bowl. There, oh my goodness. In very, 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 very preliminary stages. Let's go. And I didn't forget about you. I know. And I didn't forget about you yesterday at Kailua Beach, but apparently we found ourselves near each other. We just have a we have a spider sense for each other. It's it's kind of amazing. By the way, this is the second time Josh and I have been to Kailua Beach together without planning on it. Yes. The first time you were doing your exercise and uh-huh. I was attempting to exercise. That's right. Um and attempting is the major. Met word. your wife. Met your dog. Yes. Met the whole Pacheco clan. Yes, you did. Yeah. And you were finishing your exercise, and I'm like I'm just just be they they do it regularly. I don't. <laughs> I, I I think I was the one that told you I was holding everybody up. Hey, the point is you were there. Yeah, it's uh, you know, points for showing up. Um, coming up, I did say we would do flopping. Uh, the NBA did uh, did put out their uh, flopping penalties, basically. It's uh, it's like college. I'll I'll give you kind of the sneak peek on it. Um, it will ha- it will have a non unsportsmanlike technical foul. Uh, it they will assess a free throw mm. if they call flopping, but it won't change possession. You by the way, um, before we we go to break, you said you wanted to change what we call it. You didn't want to call it flopping anymore. Faking. So, yeah, you wanted to call it faking instead of flopping. I think faking hits way harder than flopping. Does it really? Yeah. We've got a faking call on Mr. Draymond Green. And then he'll go in and fake an argument to get two a free uh, Two free throws going to uh, Miami for faking from Draymond Green. They're, I'm not they're opposed both, to that. They're both right up there, but they're, faking, I think, hits a little bit harder than flopping. I'm not opposed to that. There's just a lot of faking in a lot of different ways I that agree. doesn't include falling to the ground. Mm. I think that's where I, I separate faking from flopping. Okay. Uh, but we'll go through those rules uh, coming up in, in just a little bit. Does Is this going to work is, I think, what we end up asking at the end of the day. That's coming up. Got to look at uh, traffic here. Sports Center's on the way as well. It's off the bench, ESPN Honolulu.
Final words coming up in uh, about 20 minutes or so. That's Hunter Hughes. He didn't hear his voice. I just said that was Hunter Hughes. Hey, guys. There you go. That's Hunter Hughes. Uh, I'm Josh Pacheco. It's off the bench <laughs> here on ESPN. That, that's easier to do on TV because you could just point and say, that's Hunter Hughes. And then I just throw up a little, how do you do? You could, or you could do, have you have you seen like the news promos? They do the TV nod. Mm. Like such and such, television station, nod. I've never understood that. Or like, is, does the does the whole, and, and people can't see this, ironically enough, um, does the whole, like, they say your name, nod. Does it mean, like, you're more authoritative because you've nodded? I don't know. Like, it, it's almost like when you when you go to class and they call roll call, Josh Pacheco, present. It, it's, like, it's like in TV news, that's the nod. Mm-hmm. Hunter it, Hughes, nod. Yep. Some it, have a if really, I was on TV and you uh, threw it over to me, I would do the Rob DeMello How's it going, everybody? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a little bit different, though. I think like the nods, like the first time you're on camera, like, uh, all right, let's uh, let's let's turn over to, to Hunter Hughes. And before they they before they finish uh, introducing you, nod. I like, give, I give him a wink and a little half grin. Like I realize I'm on camera. Yes, I can hear you. Nod. Mm-hmm. First day of school, by the way, was always really interesting for me. Okay, because as you know. Hunter's actually not my first name. Tell can do you tell people what your first name is? I do. We, it's okay. fine. Okay. Okay. James is actually my first name. That's right. Yeah. But I go by Hunter. Yeah. And so first day of school, my entire life, James Hughes. And then I have to raise my hand. And then all of my buddies whip their head around going, You've lied to me this whole time. <laughs> we have an imposter in our midst. Who is this person in Hunter's skin? Who is this James character? And I have to explain the whole thing. See, the interesting thing is I I didn't know that, but it wasn't you who told me. Mm. Being in management, I get to see payroll. That's right. So I get to see Who's this James the, guy yeah, we're paying? Yeah, James. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I knew your first name yep. was James. Who is this James did you fellow? Ever, did you ever lose friendships from people who thought that you lied to them about your name? No, because okay, that's good. They they can't afford to lose me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Come on. That that confidence streak in you. <laughs> that's that's something. I've um, been in in the fourteen years I've been out here in Hawaii, Josh. I've been in twelve weddings, and five of them I was best man. I've been best man five times. I may not be confident in a lot of things. Friendship, I that's that's probably my strongest suit. Five best man efforts in twelve. Yeah, that's uh, that's a, that's a good score. It's not a bad batting average. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> I didn't know we were keeping stats on things like that. <laughs> I am uh, I am over in that department, but it's not like I ever tried. So. That's right. <laughs> um, let let's let's switch gears to NBA. Yeah, because I um. There, there's a, a flopping penalty that the NBA is trying out here in Summer League. And as we were kind of um, preparing this, I, I saw a good text that said to me, um, maybe there's a better way to do this. So so here's the flopping penalty. It's kind of like college. Okay. Um, they're, they're doing this in Summer League. So if, if, if the officials see a flopping penalty, the opposing team gets a free throw. Um, 
the player who commits the flop is assessed a non-unsportsmanlike technical foul, does not count as a personal foul, does not lead to an ejection. They do not have to stop live play to call the violation. They can wait till the next neutral opportunity to stop play. College is, is kind of exactly that way. Okay. So that's cool. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. I like the way it's done in college. They got rid of the warning. They made it simply first time. It's a, it's a flopping, it's a technical foul for flopping. And I don't, I, I don't know that it necessarily discouraged it, but it felt like it, I, I felt like flopping went down a little bit in college. So I, mm. I appreciate that. We know flopping is just off the charts, horrible Yeah. in basketball in the NBA. Um, but there were some ideas that came out here that actually are kind of interesting that I want to give credit to via our Zephyr Insurance text line. This one from the 208. Imagine a power play in NBA basketball. Fun. I think you'd I get, like that. You'd get rid of flopping so fast. Oh, man. Like Five you, on four. You get called for a flop. They blow the whistle. You give up a free throw. That player called for flopping has to get off the floor for. I mean, let's not say two minutes because no. I think you can change a game that Even way. Even better, there's like a box over at half court uh-huh. in like a red square, uh-huh. and you have to stand in it for like 30 seconds of game time. Yeah, 30 seconds, 45 it's, seconds. It's like a shame box. Yeah, I love it. I do too. Put them in there. Yeah, I mean. And, and if they leave, then it's like a real technical foul and your team loses a timeout. Yeah. And then after 45 seconds, if play is going on, then they, they come right back on the floor. Yeah. Perfect. Kind of like, just like hockey. And we know in hockey, it doesn't always lead to scoring. Nope. Uh, you know, I think it could be easier to score in basketball if you if you yeah. do it that way. But I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, that's fun. Whoever you are uh, from our Zephyr Insurance text line Job from, well done. The, uh, from the 208. Um, Adam Silver needs to hire you as um, chief fun officer of the NBA because I, I do think that would bring uh, a, a little bit of fun. Uh, I'm the CFO, baby. Yeah. Oh, there you go, CFO. Uh-huh. Um, texter from the 781 says they should play a Simon and Garfunkel song uh, around the arena when there is an obvious flop, and then they send a link. And, you know, links are never good to send, um, you know, they faking it by Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> Never listened to that song. Me neither. Okay. So, uh, and I'm and I'm not playing it out of our text line. So we'll just take your word for it. I'm not gonna fake the fact that I heard the song. I actually haven't. So, uh, no faking for me. Uh, one more from the two nine one. Call it the Oscar, Ooh. or the or the Pinocchio Award for lying about flopping. The only way you can get a Pinocchio for lying about flopping is if you actually argue it. That's right. If you don't argue it and you accept the you know the the fact that you got caught, then you you can't get an award for lying about flopping. It's just you got caught and you accept the punishment. But I do I do like and I I oh man that text was great. The I, power play idea. I love that. Um, that can be such a game changer and I think can bring a little bit of excitement because stoppage for one free throw is kind of boring. It is. And, and more it, often than not, your best free throw shooter is shooting that free throw. It's not even a slap on the wrist. No. It's really not even that penal. I uh, Power play, if you got five on four and you got mismatches, if the other team pushes it, you're talking like easily six points. Yep. Easily. 
So that's really penalizing right there. Absolutely. And if That'd be it, fun. A, a new little clock pops up like on hockey for the power play timer. <laughs> and if you got, I mean, two good teams, that could you don't want to be the guy that's the difference maker in your team winning or losing because you were um you were called for flopping and it cost your yeah. team like a forty five second power play. And Tyler Harrow is headed to the box. So what, what did he do? Uh, faking. Yeah. That would be brutal. It would. Let's uh let's push for that. Uh, not gonna. Don't mean to steal the texter's idea here, but let's let's push for that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. We would give you full credit if we knew who you were. Yeah, absolutely. Um, by the way, Hawaii football. We haven't gotten any Hawaii football in today. Not yet. Here's our our minute or two of Hawaii football. There we go. Um, Hawaii football summer captains have been announced, according to uh, Stephen Sai from the Honolulu Star Advertiser. Um, Iliki Tanuvasa. Yep. Um, Logan Taylor. Yep. Tylen Hines, and uh, I believe that's Jonah Kahavai Welch. Nice. Two of those guys are going to be with you on Mountain West Media Day, too. Uh, Yeah, Logan's going, and I think Yuliki's going as well. Yeah, Tanavasa. They announced the entire group of people that are going. Uh, John Venary and I will be up uh, for Mountain West Media Day, and uh, I am considering, I'm thinking about it, should I go for Pac-12 Media Day? Dude, if you can. Should I? I just, Just to be a fly on the wall. I just saw the itinerary. That's why for the uh, for the trip, and we're there on Friday. Mount West Media Day is Wednesday and Thursday, at the Circa. Oh, same city. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Still in Vegas. Still Do in it. Vegas. Friday is at like Resort World. Try to talk to Dion. <laughs> you know he'll be there. <laughs> that could be fun. Heck yeah. We'll see if by that point in time we're talking to Dion about Pac-12 football or Colorado um, showing its intent to go to the uh, to the Big 12. I like it because uh, we're learning a little bit about uh, where that's headed. Some of the new reporting from what we talked about last week, they don't think the Pac-12 is going to have the framework of a TV deal done by um, uh, done by Pac-12 Media Day. They think it might not get done until Labor Day. I wonder who eventually had to deliver that unfortunate news to San Diego State who put themselves out on a limb for them. Probably nobody could because there was nobody there to offer them anything in the first place. Oh, man. Maybe they found out on Twitter. (laughs) You know, like some people, they find out things on Twitter. It's like, oh, that must be fact. I'm going to make decisions based on things I see on Twitter because it's fact. And then you realize, oops. However, misinformation caught. Twitter was where me and my brother went to find out if the Hawaii missile crisis was true or not. Oh, was it really? That was where we found out that it was fake. Where were you guys when that happened? Kapolei Golf Course. Oh, really? Never forget it. We were checking in when the sirens and alarms started going off. There were two groups of people in line in front of us. They start panicking. One of them was a, uh, a, a group of Japanese tourists. Uh-huh. They went over in the corner and hid, went down on like the ground and put their head underneath their hands. Oh. My brother and I went right outside, didn't pay, jumped in a golf cart, and went to hole number one. Because <laughs> if we're going out, we're going out playing golf. And then really? after we called our dad... <laughs> To tell him it was happening, we then jumped on Twitter and found out it was fake. And now, okay, let, let's 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 finish this. Okay, 
you jumped in a golf cart, didn't pay, went to hole one, found out on Twitter that it was nothing. Yep. Then what did you do? Kept playing. And you never paid. So well, you, you we did f- at the end. Oh, did you? Of course. Okay. And so I wanted to make sure that we got that part out. Of course. All right. I care about living out here. <laughs> I, 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 a friend told me once a long time ago, and it stuck with me, the importance of keeping a good name in Hawaii is paramount. Yes, it is. Yes, it and is. And bocce is a real thing. Yes, it is. So, and I... Am in the golf world out and here. You see, that's the thing so. is, I wanted to make sure we circled that story so nobody who may have listened in thought, "Oh, Hunter gypped that golf course." Yeah, um, wasn't the golf course's fault for the right. missile crisis? Right. So, yeah. okay, we circled that story around to make sure you were on the up and up. That's right. Good. All right. Um, on that note. Our uh, M. Dyer Global Scoreboard is brought to you by M. Dyer Global. Speaking of up and up. Yeah. Uh, moving Hawaii into the future. Two games going on right now. Diamondbacks 1-0 lead on the Mets top eight. Uh, Dodgers 6-4 lead on the Pittsburgh Pirates top of the sixth inning. Everything else uh, over today, that includes the uh, Giants-Mariners matchup, which just wrapped up. Giants 2, Mariners nothing. Uh, Alex Cobb picked up his uh, sixth win of the season. And uh, also earlier today... Uh, Yankees fall to the Baltimore Orioles 6-3. to three. That's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard. M. Dyer Global always on the move. Final words coming up off the bench. All right, final words uh, coming up in a moment. Tomorrow, uh, Robert Whitaker, UFC 290 is on Saturday. He's on the main card. Uh, so we'll talk with him. I don't know. Are we gonna get? Um, are are we gonna get? Uh, uh, you know, our our guy from Power Slap. I don't know. If we're gonna I don't get know. him. It's International Fight Week. This is a big week for Power Slap, and they have a bout on their card on Friday, which is gonna be live on uh, on Rumble. Uh, Koa the Crazy Hawaiian Viernes taking on uh, Micah Seuli. That's uh, this. This is in the super heavyweight division. These are two guys making their debut. Both, well, they have uh, Viernes from YNI slash Nanakuli, Seuli from Nanakuli. So how often on a national sports platform do you have two guys from Nanakuli squaring off against one another? West Side Hamels. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'd so, watch that. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be on the card uh, at UFC Apex is uh, where they're going to have that take place. So we were supposed to have Koa. Uh, I, I don't know what happened. We're going to try to get him tomorrow. Russell Rivero, who we talked to the last time, um, he is the number four ranked light heavyweight. He's going to take on a guy named Bear Bennett, which sounds – Bear Bennett sounds kind of appropriate. Does the bear have claws? Uh, it is very possible yep. that he could – well, actually, no. He can't have claws. Because it is against the rule to have fingernails longer than your finger. Unreal. They have rules for this. There's a lot of rules to this. We were we were talking about this in our uh, impromptu uh, production meeting today, yes. which was supposed to be this interview. Instead, we were Josh watching, and I were we, practicing our form. Yeah, we were instead um, talking about that and yeah. watching Wimbledon. And uh, Bear Bennett's making his debut. He's a he's a light heavyweight. He's from Milwaukee. So they have these rules about so you you can't have 
jewelry. You can't have your fingernails have to be below the tip of your finger. You know, so you're not like actually scratching someone. Yeah. Um, and if you've ever seen one of these, whether it is um, virally or you've actually watched an event, you might notice there are guys who, like, you know, they have a certain wind up, like. They go forward with their arm and the, like, like kind of like a golf shot. Yeah, right? like two yeah. or three times. So there's a rule about that. There, there's a rule about declaring how many times you're going to do that. If you're there's and there's a number system to it. There's a one, two, or a three. So a one, you're just going to wind up and go. <laughs> right. There's a two in which you have like one little practice motion, and then you go. And then there's a three in which you have, like, two, like, you're kind of lining it up, and then you line it up one more time, and then you go. So the guy's not surprised when all of a sudden you go, wham. It's almost like rock, paper, scissors, like John Campo. Kind of. Shoot. Yeah. Some people play shoot. Some people don't. Yeah. It, it is. Going on shoot. It, it is full of rules. Wow. Full of rules, um, which I guess you have to have if you're going to have it sanctioned, right? Uh, maybe one of the rules he forgot about was to be in an interview, you have to answer the phone. Yeah. Or at least, well, call us. Yeah. 808 uh, You get a different number, but, but call us. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the one thing is a lot of these guys will learn that there are obligations. You know, this is still very new. And for some of these people, this is, this is different for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's something they'll have to learn. But other than that. Uh yeah. Um well we might have that tomorrow. So so nice. so be prepared. And and worth noting, Koa Viernes is in for his brother, who we talked to last time. Mm. His brother was pulled from the card. Koa was the one that got his brother into this like slapping thing. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Yeah. In the first place. In a more amateur sense. It was backhanded from the card. Josh threw his pen across the room that for that pretty, one. That was, that was pretty good. Yeah. That, that was pretty good. He got backhanded from the card. <laughs> Final words, Hunter. Save this segment, please. From uh, from one wannabe sport to the next, <laughs> I want to bring it back to Joey Chestnut just for a second. Okay. 62 and a half, right? Six, uh, I think they just round down to 62. Okay, 62 hot dogs. Yeah, in 10 minutes. It's Oh, my gosh. It's hard to contemplate how many hot dogs that actually is so just do me a favor right now okay i did the math i can contemplate i did the math for you guys okay (laughs) 62 hot dogs how long do you think you could eat 62 hot dogs in because if you spread it out over 10 days that means you're eating six hot dogs a day plus two on the 11th day after day two i'm over it that's a lot of hot dogs Okay, so we we had this conversation earlier. How long would it take you? Um, let's let's forget time. If you did it in five days, that's more than twelve a day. Right. So let's forget about time. How long would it take you to eat sixty-two hot dogs? And this is also assuming that you like hot dogs. That's right. Uh, man, it would be really challenging to do that in one day. Okay. Really challenging. I, I'm I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> yeah, man. I I would. I if would, I really had to conservatively, I could say I could probably get it done in two days. I'll be honest with you. If you tried to do it in one day, I would ask you to take the next day off. Oh yeah, brutal. Yeah. Um. So okay. So you say 
Not even two. Man. By the time I get to, like, hot dog number 24, <laughs> I don't want to see anything regarding food. Yeah. I just fair. ate 24 hot dogs. That's fair. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, that's not even – that's a third of the way there. I it, it, At risk of sounding like a wimp here, I could eat 62 hot dogs in 30 days. In a month. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not playing this whole challenge of time. Um, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and and dunking hot dog buns in lemonade or whatever it is. I'm sorry, I I I can't do it. I I really cannot fathom that. Also, I hope he like has a heart doctor, a cardiologist. I'm sure he, goes he and has sees more and... than a heart doctor. I'm sure he's got so. plenty of doctors that he sees. Um, how would I put this? I'd like to feel comfortable in saying two hot dogs a day. Yeah. Um, let's also make sure these aren't the Costco ones. Yep. That uh, these are the regular store-bought ones. And forget about dunking buns in lemonade. I'm not eating hot a hot dog plain. No, I'm putting something on it too. And and with that in mind, I could probably eat five a day. Five a day with five something a day on it. comfortably. I could get it done in ten, twelve days, something are, like that. What are you putting on it? I'd probably mix it up. Oh, one hot dog would be ketchup. Another one would be mustard. Maybe have some chili available. And by the way, this is all I'm eating for the day. <laughs> I'm having my five hot dogs, and that's fine. So two, one for breakfast, two for lunch, two for dinner. Yeah, you, you got to spread it out. <laughs> you, you have to come up with different ways of, oh, this one's going to be different. Yeah, I think you, you, you definitely have to. Because I'm not, you're right. I, I cannot take the texture of dunking it in lemonade and just wolfing it back. By the way, on the, uh, uh, on the topic of ketchup... Ugh. Uh, we we had this conversation a little while ago. There was an actual council that says unless you are a kid, it is not okay to put ketchup on a hot dog. What if you're a kid at heart? Um, that's great and all, but you're not a kid. It means it, it just means you need to grow up, is what they're saying. It's the National was, Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Was that article written by Ebenezer Scrooge? No, uh, it was written by Top Dog Eric Mittenthal. Yeah, he sounds like a top. The National Hot Dog and Sausage Council was founded by the American Meat Institute. These are all real things. They say unless you're a kid, uh, putting ketchup on a hot dog is a food faux pas, which I agree with. I'm not a big ketchup person in the first place. I'm not putting ketchup on a hot dog. So, yeah, I'll do 62 hot dogs in 30 days. Um, because I am not eating five a day. I'm sorry. I need to eat other things yeah, in my that's life. Steep. Um, one ketchup hot- and mustard isn't bad. You I ever still, done Chicago I, I, style? No, I have not. With that the is pickle, chili, right? it's pickle. There's relish. Um, and the pickle is sliced long. Uh huh. So it 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 uh it's got a different kind of crunch than like the the thin ones. I'll give you I'll give you what I I put on my on mine. One of them would have wasabi mayo. Okay. With um, um, uh, furikake on top. There you go. Steak sauce on the other. Yum. Little A1 on there? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's not a bad idea. Um, for that, I will forego my final words because my final words were wasabi mayo and steak sauce. There we go, baby. Which uh, dinner time's coming up, and if that is not in your fridge, uh, I think you need to go make a run to the grocery store to make that a part of your dinner tonight. 
That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, we'll see each other tomorrow. Man, we got a lot to do. We uh, do. <laughs> I don't know. We, you know, the fun thing about coming off of the Independence Day holiday, we just got so much stuff to share. We do. We got it all out today. Freddie and Fitzsimmons is next. ESPN Honolulu.